0: Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. All right, Logan, let's talk some football. Commanders sign uh, their UDFAs, undrafted free agents. Uh, they made a couple of moves, like, you know, guys they had signed to futures contracts, things like that, um, that get let go. Drew White, I think, was one of them, the linebacker. And they're ultimately uh, at 90 guys now as they head into OTAs here in the next couple of weeks. Um, anybody stand out for you of this undrafted free agent class? And, uh, then we can talk about some of the drafted guys as well as we, we work our way into talking about rookie minicamp, but let's start with UDFAs cause we haven't actually talked about them yet.
1: Yeah. So I know everyone's been asking about UDFAs. So we're going to talk about like receivers, safeties, corners, and just kind of go in that order. So, uh, the receivers are kind of an interesting group actually. Um, you know, like Mitchell Tinsley from Penn state's a guy that I think a lot of people had a draftable grade on. He's here, he's 61205. Not the fastest guy, not the biggest guy, but really good route runner, really good contact balance. Uh did return punts in an all-star game, you know, so there is that to him and uh, I think his last two punts in that all-star game were were pretty uh well returned. Like I said, he's got he's not like this flash return guy, but he's got the balance and and if you're looking for a guy to maybe be your fifth, sixth guy with some return upside, he'd be an interesting guy to keep an eye on especially as training camp goes. By uh, Bryson Tremaine, excuse me, out of Stanford, uh, 6'4", 212 pounds. I think that's probably a little bit light for him. He's exactly Cam Sims. Like he is, they basically ran the same 40. They have the same arm length. They play in a very similar way. uh, Very physical, big guys. Um, He's a little stiff, but... good short area quickness. He kind of reminded me of like Drake London light, you know, kind of a bigger guy with kind of like that basketball suddenness plays gunner. So again, if you're looking for a receiver to make the roster, that special teams value is pretty big. And, um, you know, he did have a one-on-one rep with um, Emmanuel Forbes and was able to beat him on the slant, like in a, you know, very physical way and kind of bodied him up. He did drop the ball, but like it was a nice, clean, well-run route. And so with both those guys, I think you see, you know, NFL caliber players. You know what I'm saying, Craig? It's like you certain, sometimes you watch guys and you're like, man, that guy, I don't, I, there's no world where I see him kind of making the roster or figuring it out. Uh, but for, for those two guys, you're like, Oh, obviously those guys can, can play and do some stuff. Um, the other guy is Kazmier out of UCLA, kind of bigger, like wider bodied than I thought he'd be. He's five, nine 175 pounds from UCLA kind of return specialist slash receiver slash running back. Um, did some nice stuff from the slot. Uh, again, it's really hard to kind of flush out an evaluation because there's coverage bust. Guys don't know exactly what they're doing. But return kickoffs in college, that's predominantly what he did. I think he had 59 returns of kickoffs in college. And then um, in, in in the East-West Shrine game, which is a all-star game, he had six punt returns where he didn't look quite as comfortable but didn't have any issues catching the football. So, again, if you're looking for a guy to maybe make the roster with some special teams upside – Those are kind of the three guys from that group. I will have to say Jalen Sample from Minnesota State, he's listed at 6'6", 200. I think he's smaller than that, but did have uh, probably, I think it was two, yeah, two explosive plays over the top of the defense on the first day of rookie minicamp, you know, kind of running by the defense. And obviously it's really hard to say that's going to translate really well because I will say when you watch rookie minicamp, it feels like you're watching a bad college practice. And it's not because the talent's bad, it's just because you're getting a whole bunch of guys in who've never practiced in the defense. It's like, you know, they don't know the tempo. They don't know what they're doing. They're kind of figuring it out. So does that translate? Does that translate to varsity level? I don't know. I will say in terms of just straight receiver skill set, the guys that stick out to me were uh, Bryson Tremaine and uh, uh, Mitchell Tinsley. Those guys kind of were the two receivers that I thought, just watching the film, watching them at rookie minicamp, I thought these guys have a shot. And plus their special teams upside, I think that really doubles down their opportunity. And then Casimir Allen, I think, is is a little bit too specific, but again, has some explosive uh, play potential there. So, so that's what I was going to ask.
0: Yeah, yeah, is with Casimir Allen especially because he was like everyone freaked out when they signed him. You know, the 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 Twitterati who loved the draft and love college football were like this dude's so explosive. They, you know, commanders have needed a returner. They've been, you know, I can't believe still people are mad. That they let a uh, Deandre Carter go. Right. And Allen is a guy that was super successful at UCLA in that right. return game. But can, is there a place on a 53 man NFL roster for essentially a returner? Like, sure. It's one thing if he's Dante Hall, but right. if, if you're not that, um and does he have enough i guess would be the other part like is there enough of the wide receiver running back stuff but is there a place if a guy's actually an exceptional returner maybe not hall of fame good but like really really good returner is there a place on an nfl roster for him or is it just is it too specific and there's there's not enough versatility there and it's not worth the the spot
1: i definitely think there's value there and i do think he can play other positions it's just you know, if I'm dra- if I'm picking a receiver from the uh, the bunch to return, it's Mitchell Tins- Tinsley, right? And I know he doesn't have the same name recognition, but he catches the ball well, and he's got some good contact balance. He- I think he's going to be a good NFL returner, and he has excellent upside as a receiver. And I think the thing about Casimir Allen is, everyone thought he was going to run like a four two coming out. He ran a four five five, which is essentially the same thing that Bryson Tremaine ran. And Bryson Tremaine is six four, six four and a half, probably two hundred twenty five pounds, like basically a candidate to convert to tight end. And so I'm not saying Bryson Tremaine going to return kicks or anything like that, but it's just, that's the type of athlete you're dealing with. You're not dealing with this kind of hyper explosive, hyper twitchy athlete in the same vein of like a Devin Hester or something like that. It's, it's a very average skill set, And so that was something else that was interesting about watching rookie minicamp. And again, it's rookie minicamp. So it's really hard to flush out an evaluation, but you don't see that top end juice from him in the same way that you saw it in college. Like just cause guys are a little bit faster. They're a little bit bigger. And I think um, it'll be interesting to see as he gets more comfortable, what that looks like. But um, you know, quite and quite frankly, like his return stuff in college, it wasn't, you know, he had 59 returns, but you know, 60% of them were touchbacks. It wasn't like every, every return was a touchdown. It was like, you know, solid return here, solid return there Um, where he really signed was in, In the context of the offense, catching bubble screens, catching, um, you know, in in certain running situations, jet sweeps, you know, that's where he really shined. And my question is, like, does, you know, you mentioned, is there a a spot on the roster for a pure returner? I'm not sure he is that, you know, there Mm -hmm. are certain guys like Matthew Slater coming out was a gunner. He played gunner, he played all, all four special teams at UCLA when I played with him. And he was, and he had six touchdowns returned for touchdowns, right uh, off kickoffs. And so he was a return specialist and a special team specialist, predominantly. And obviously, he's parlayed that into a great career. This is a different situation, I think, uh, with Casimir on. I hope it works out for him because he's a Bruin, he's a UCLA guy. I like his film. It's just, is he? You better say
0: he, nice things, or Doc Walker's going to appear in your house and smack
1: you. Right, but is is he that? Is he that elite? Is he elite enough at the position? Right. To make it happen is, is my question for fans who are and again, it's rookie minicamp. So he might come out and look like that dude once he's kind of settled in the offense and knows exactly what he's doing. So but as of right now, a little harder to kind of make that assertion.
0: Yeah. um I also wonder for a guy like that, he's a premier potential example for 40 times versus GPS times. Because, yes. you know, if he comes out and everyone thinks he's a 4'2 guy based off the tape and he's running away from people and it's all there, it comes out runs a bad 40. Some dudes are just not track guys. And and the 40 yeah. is such a technical, we talked about this at the combine, it's such a technical thing. You lose two tenths off a bad start and you go from being a 4'3 to a four-five guy. But I wonder now that they have the GPS data, if there's any, like what his GPS data is. Is he running at the speeds that the 4'3 guys are running when he's actually in pads out there on the field? Or is it a little slower and people maybe weren't as surprised by the four or five? Um, Those are the kind of things I wonder. Um, That's something that's going to become a bigger part of the conversation over years to come. Not don't really need to talk about it in depth now, but just food for food for thought um, as we move uh, forward in the future with future draft prospect analysis next offseason. Um, yeah. Anybody else uh, stand out? I think you want to do corners, right? So well, us have... do
1: safeties. Uh, safeties. We'll do first. safeties first. Okay. I will say that uh, we'll kind of combine them together. Um, I will say that for whatever reason, the corners, so Nick Whiteside the second, at a Sagittarius State,
0: State,
1: out of Texas Tech, and DJ Striggs out of Missouri Western, couldn't find a lot of film on those guys. Like in the <laughs> database that I use, The names didn't come up and it makes sense with the Saginaw State and uh, Missouri Western because those schools aren't like big D1 programs, Uh, but the Texas Tech kid didn't come up either. So a little confounded by that. I will say they all have the frame you want, 6'1". Um, you know, uh, Nick Whiteside, 6'1", 200 pounds, DeMarcus Fields from Texas Tech, six foot, 200 pounds, uh, DJ Strigs, 6'1", 200, 202 pounds. So kind of a bigger corner that they like here. Uh, they, I thought at rookie minicamp, they all moved well again. Um, you know, Nick Whiteside, I thought made some good plays, but also got beat a couple times by Jalen Sample from Minnesota state deep down the field. Uh, Again, it's rookie minicamp. They're learning the defense They're learning when they have help. So you know, take that for what it's worth, but I'm not sure that any of those guys are gonna definitively like stand out in camp. They've got a lot of depth there at the cornerback position, especially drafting two in the first and second round. So I'm gonna pump up my brakes on, on this group, but we'll see. Maybe someone flashes in training camp. Uh the safeties, however, are very interesting. Kendall Smith, Illinois safety, 6'1, 205 pounds. Um, He played obviously in that back, uh, in that backfield with, um, you know, all these Illinois defensive backs that got drafted and he was the fourth guy he plays. I, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's 205 pounds. I thought he was going to be in the box a little bit more. He's a true post safety and he's not the fastest guy in the whole world. He's not like the most explosive guy, but he is very instinctive. And I like that when, for a true post, a guy that just kind of, drifts to the ball in the right way i think he had five interceptions right that's just right, kind yeah. of being around the football like getting tipped up or catching it like he's got good ball skills and for a defense that's trying to prioritize that i think that's great he played safety so i think that that's um obviously advantageous you know for special teams value and stuff like that is he going to make the roster out the gate no he's got a long road ahead of him because they've got a couple guys here percy butler namely who are very good at playing post and he lacks the same Kind of versatility as some of the other guys they've drafted in the past he is a post player so um he's gonna have to make it he's gonna have to maybe diversify his skill set a little bit but a good football player fun to watch his tape um hard to watch his tape because he is in the deep post a lot so you got to watch like seven games for him to make like three tackles but you know that's not his fault that's just because he plays the post all the time
0: it's only a kick Pressure. a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: The other guy from Michigan State, uh, Xavier Henderson from Michigan State, uh, 6'1", 210 pounds. Man, I turned on his tape and I was kind of blown away by it. I was like, how did this dude not get drafted? He ran a 4-4 at his pro day. He's a big guy, 210 pounds. He hits like a big guy. He can track the ball well. He plays the overhang kind of star nickel position, which again is like the Buffalo nickel position in this defense. I thought he did a really nice job of that. Um, And I was like, why didn't he get drafted? He did have a knee injury after the first game of the season um that affected his ability to play and then he came back and he's wearing this big ass knee brace and i still thought he played well so obviously a tough kid football's important to him at least from that analysis and i was like well why why isn't he not why did he get drafted basically because he's fast he's physical he hits hard and i think the thing i settled on is he's not great at taking on blocks you know he's got 30 inch arms and you know like cam curly plays the buffalo nickel um has 32 inch arms right so there's a little bit of a discrepancy there he has a hard time getting off even big receivers. So I, I thought when I first watched this film, when you watch his key plays, you're like, man, this guy's going to walk in and be the Buffalo Nickel because he he did it in college. He basically played linebacker, linebacker overhang. He also played a little bit in the post, so he's got a lot of position uh, versatility. I just don't know if at the NFL level, if he got if he has enough snap and enough technical acumen to get off blocks with tight ends and offensive linemen, or if he's just going to get enveloped. So he was, I was super excited. I was like, man, this guy is my sleeper. He's going to make the team. And so I ended up watching like an hour of film on him. And then as you get into the deeper cut of it, you're like, "Right,
0: you get past the highlights portion and you're like, you're oh. like oh,
1: maybe this is it. And he, you know, again, even the, he moves well, he hits well, there's good stuff there. It's just the, the blocks, taking on blocks in and around the line of scrimmage, which is a key part of that position was not, he didn't look super comfortable doing that. So that's, again, you know, all these guys have their warts. That's his wart. Um, and and so I think that's interesting, um, obviously. And then there's a two guys or three guys left. I didn't really watch the quarterback because he's a quarterback, undrafted free agent quarterback. He might make the practice squad. Who knows the guy of the two remaining guys is Joshua Pryor from Bowie state. He's listed at 280. at rookie mini camp. He probably looks like, Two thirty-five, two forty. Not, I think that's an inflated number. It um, looked a little out of sorts at rookie minicamp. Again, hard to find film of him because he's a small school what, guy.
0: What, uh, position? Are we talking here?
1: He plays defensive line. And at two eighty, I was like, oh, he's going to be like this big edge shutter. He's more of a stand-up outside linebacker. Just looking at his frame, um, I'm not saying he can't develop into something, but um, he just looked really raw at the at yeah. the rookie minicamp. So, you know, we'll see how that progresses. Uh, Mason Brooke from Mississippi State. Uh, he's listed as offensive tackle. He played offensive guard. Uh, it's It says I have Mississippi State here, but it's Ole Miss. Excuse me. 6'6", 315. And this dude, Craig, holy cow. He didn't practice, but he looked the part, man. He looked the part. He's a big, tall dude, good athlete. I do not understand. He transferred in from Western Michigan to Ole Miss last year. He played – like basically 90 snaps at the beginning of the year. And then something happened. He didn't play the rest of the year. So I don't know what happened, but in his snaps, he's a guy who athletically physically can do it. You know what I mean? And so like with UDFAs, you're kind of like, why are you, what happened? And I would assume it had something to do with him, his whatever happened at Old Miss that led to him not playing for the majority of the last half of the season. Like, I don't know what that is, but he can play football. So in terms of offensive line depth, getting some value in the draft, I think they're, you know, undrafted free agent guy. Like, that's a heck of a find. And we'll see how it develops, obviously. But athletically, all those things are checked. I was pretty impressed with him. It is his college tape. He didn't practice, obviously, at the rookie
0: mini camp. Gotcha. Um, Quan Martin was uh was excused absence for this. Manuel Forbes yep. on the field, KJ Henry on the field. Obviously, yep. a lot of the young the rookies on the field. Any yep. of the they're not rookies, but the drafted guys, they're all rookies much. <laughs> Um although there were some young vets there too, which you know is Yeah, is young vets. Of cool. so. But of the drafted guys, anybody in particular stand out and how did Forbes look as the the first rounder?
1: I mean, Forbes, the first play of seven on seven had a pick from the slot. I mean, it was like right on cue. It was like, oh, hey, like he didn't practice a ton, you know, like he didn't like he's he's
0: he's, yeah, he's he's getting ready for actual OTAs to play with the guys that are going to be his teammates.
1: Right. So he didn't practice a ton. So I remember the first day, like, you know, you're going through the film and you're like, where is he? Like, was that 13? No, that's not him. And then like the first, like literally the first play of seven on seven interception. You're like, oh, there's 13. Um, You know, like I said, he uh little, little undersized. I think the thing that got me was just how aggressive he was to break on everything. I, I, I kind of was concerned, um, you know, like, like you are, like people start talking about how you turn the football over. And as a player, that's all you think about. And like, that's my value. I need to make that happen. And so I kind of wish that he had just chilled out a little bit, you know, but, you know, did a great job, made some plays, um, got beat deep down the field a couple of times, but I think, I felt like he was in phase and could have made the play. I mean, you know, he's the first round pick for a reason, excellent job. So did play in the slot the first day, which was a little surprising. Like I said, uh, Bryson Tremaine kind of beat him on a slant. Bryson dropped the ball, but Bryson kind of out physical him at the line of scrimmage. So like, you know, that's something uh, when you're 166 pounds, you need to get addressed. Um, uh, the offensive line guys, I thought we did a good Stromberg looked excellent, but again, he's playing against a whole bunch of undrafted guys on the inside, uh, who are tryout guys. So he should look excellent. Um, and then uh, Braden Daniels uh, played left tackle predominantly for them. Uh, he's gained a lot of weight. I don't, you know, I talked to him in an interview. He said he's gained about 25 pounds. So putting him in that 320 range, um, he I've never seen a person look more like a guard. Like he just looks like a guard. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a guard. Obviously, he's a good athlete. He moves well. Him and um, Andre, Andre, that's not his name. Who was the seventh round pick?
0: Andre Jones.
1: Andre Jones. Um, they kind of were battling on the left side. Andre Jones, again, you see the length, you see some of the movement skills, practice tempos were kind of different for everybody. There's a couple of times where I thought he had Braden beat, but kind of stopped, you know, which is good practice habits because you don't want to be running into the quarterback. KJ Henry, I thought looked great. He uh, beat his man a whole bunch of times. But again, like he was going against the kid from Illinois State, the tall guy who's 6'10", who's on the roster. Um, and right. he hasn't, that guy hasn't played football for like two years and he looked a little bit rusty. So you know where is he at versus like varsity level competition hard to tell uh Christian rodriguez i thought looked great he's like a thick big body guy looked a little out of shape but you know it's rookie minicamp so that kind of stuff happens um is that everybody that is uh i
0: think so I yeah like so i mean it's great, but... it's
1: uh, they looked kind of as they should i do think Brain daniels after seeing him is probably yeah. a guard um kj henry might You know, be a guy who makes the fifty-three in a rotational role. Um, I think Andre Jones is probably we'll see what happens. He's got some good tools. But again, it's the first day. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on. But I think everybody did what they were supposed to do. Also say the kid from Illinois, the safety, I forgot his name, had an interception Kendall Smith had an interception. So, you know, that kind of the guys who are supposed to be ball hawks were ball hawks and made some plays. So, um, you know, don't don't read too much into it, but I think it's a solid group of guys. They did a good job. I think the UDFA guys, there's some interesting names in there, um, and the draft guys look fine versus competition. They should look fine against. So,
0: that's the goal. Yeah. Next stop, OTAs.
1: OTAs. And that's where we got real, real stuff happening. So, right. not that this isn't uh, real. This is an important part.
0: But no, this isn't real. This is not NFL football. These are not <laughs> NFL football. Most of these guys are not. With all due respect, yes. they're 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 you know five percent best players on the planet but unfortunately to be an nfl player you got to be the top one to two percent and some of these guys are in the in the three four and five range so yeah that's just the the nature of uh i'm glad you brought the that nature up of the sport. because it is um, like
1: people are like well what do you glean from this it's like you're going against like i think they had 39 guys who are tryout guys who yeah. will probably not it's be in lot. the nfl you know totally. so it's hard to tell for sure